everybody and welcome to uh, Going to the Show with Tools, my uh, podcast about live music here in Charlotte, North Carolina and the surrounding area. Uh, this will be episode uh, nine in our December episode. So thanks everybody for listening. I uh, got a lot of great feedback on last month's uh, podcast where uh, our friend Lisa came on the show. So appreciate everybody for letting me know what they thought about that. Um, as I said last month, December and end of November was pretty light for shows. So for the first time, I only got one show to review. <laughs> it was definitely a light month for me. Um, but uh, it was a great show. Went out to see George Porter Jr. with um, Joe Marcinek sitting in on guitar out to uh, Heist Brewing. And uh, it was kind of a strange logistical show. Um, I bought tickets ahead of time. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't get shut out. I really wanted to see George. He's, if you're not familiar with him, He's a legendary bass player out of uh, New Orleans, played with the Meters, uh, plays with his own bands, the Running Partners and the Trio, and I've seen him with Gummer Mule and all sorts of different bands sitting in with people and and all that. He's he's just great, great uh, performer. But uh, anyways, with the logistical issues, on uh, the day of the show, there was an update on Facebook that the concert was not at Heist Brewing on North Davidson uh, up in Noda but was at their other location, their uh, barrel room, which I hadn't been to before. And then the show was supposed to be at seven and they changed it to eight. And Akita, who I've mentioned a couple times on the show, they're a local funk band. They were going to be opening for George and they switched the order where George would be playing first. And then Akita would close out the show, which was strange. Um, but anyways, got up to, to uh, camp North end. Hadn't been up there before. Uh, really Cool uh, brewery setup they have, they have out there. They had food truck outside, you know, kind of the standard uh, brewery stuff. They had a function room kind of deal where they had uh, the stage and the band set up. They went on a little late, but it was a fantastic show on a Thursday night up there. Uh, danced and grooved uh, all night. They got a really good crowd. It filled in as the show went along. A lot of um, deadheads and, and fish fans, it looked like, um, out there. But... Um, Everybody loved it. it. It was just a fantastic show. Uh, George's trio is himself on bass, um, a drummer and a keyboard uh, keyboard player. And then, as I mentioned, he had Joe Marcinek on uh, guitar, who was uh, great as well. And he did some of the singing as well. Um, they played, uh, I think, just about close to two hours. They did a couple song encore, which stretched things out. Uh, I didn't stay for Akita. It was a school night. So uh, I figured they wouldn't get on until about 11 or so. So, so um I got out of there that camp North end is, is, uh, not near, not near Thule headquarters. So it was best for me to get out of there, but, um, the show was great. George Porter killed it as you'd expect a uh, band out of New Orleans. Everybody in the band was super talented, uh, super tight band, you know, a lot of jamming, a lot of sharing the spotlight. Everybody got solos, you know, and, and stuff like that. They did, um, surprisingly, they did a couple, um, tunes the dead are, are known for i i wasn't expecting that but it, it was it was great they did um uh the mighty quinn they did uh they love each other and they also did uh west la fadeaway which is one of my favorite dead tunes so that was cool uh they played a bunch of instrumental tunes you know uh you know just kind of funk track uh kind of things and then uh they like i said they did a couple song encore and they did sissy strut in their encore which is a meter song and then they closed out with this free jazz um, type of song, which is the way I'll describe it. They really jammed it out and got uh, really out there with it and pretty funky. And 
it just kind of kept going and going and hitting these peaks and stuff. And uh, it was just fabulous, fabulous way to uh, end out the show. People really loved it. And I know I did. And uh, was just so psyched. I, I got out there to see him. Um, there's a little story to add to that. The first time I saw George down here in Charlotte was at uh, the long lost uh, Double Door Inn, which I'm still mad. It's not not there anymore. But um, that, that was a fantastic place to see him. And I got to meet him after the show and and, uh, you know, just shared a couple of words with him. And I thanked him and told him how much I love the show. And he thanked me. And I said, man, keep doing what you're doing. And you know, as I was leaving, he goes, man, I don't know what else to do. He goes, it's all I know how to do. So, uh, psyched, psyched for George that he's still out there touring and bringing such fabulous music, uh, to us who appreciate it. So, uh, sadly that's it for reviews for this month. Just the one show. Um, so definitely need to, uh, get out and see some, uh, live music soon. Um, I get itchy, get itchy when I don't see shows. I didn't end up, um, locking into any tickets, uh, for the Charleston fish shows, which was a bummer. I kept a close eye on uh, StubHub, but uh, prices just didn't drop. I think the lowest prices I saw were maybe like six, seven, eight weeks out before the show, and those were still too much for me. But the last few days of the, um, before the shows, it really shot up. So it uh, the ticket prices just got crazy. So uh, they played three nights. I heard really good things about Friday and Saturday night, and people didn't seem so thrilled with Sunday. I saw a buddy of mine. Um, last week who we went to the Saturday and Sunday shows and, and he's a big fish vet and, and I was, um, his input the Saturday night killed and, and Sunday was just so, so, but, uh, wish I could have gone down there and, and caught that, but, um, uh, it didn't work out. So, uh, what's coming up this month? Uh, we got a bunch of shows coming to Charlotte, so let's uh, get into that. Uh, I'm recording this on the 22nd. So right uh, a few days before Christmas. So. Of course, right around Christmas, there's not too many shows around, not too many bands touring. But on uh, the 30th, uh, uh, your mama's Big Fat Booty, uh, who's a fun, 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 fun band. Uh, I've seen them at a few festivals and breweries, uh, things like that. And they put on a, a really great show. Uh, they're playing Neighborhood Theater on the 30th, uh, which if you can handle a Monday night out, I guarantee uh, it'll be worth getting out there for. And on uh, January 3rd, at uh, the Beckler, they're celebrating their 10th anniversary of the Jazz at the Beckler series, which I've talked on here about before. So I'm sure that 10th anniversary show will be great. And uh, certainly congratulations to them for bringing jazz to Charlotte and um, such a, a neat setting and such quality music, too. And then on uh, January 4th, Ron Montblou is playing uh, Evening Muse. I've been seeing him for a long, long time. Uh, he used to when I lived in Boston, he used to gig around there a lot, especially around um, the jam band scene. He played in some bands and then went out on his own and did the singer-songwriter thing. And he's a real talented guy, a real nice guy, too. One of my, my buddies knew him uh, a little bit when I was living up in Boston. Uh, and then on January 9th, uh, Ward Davis is playing uh, Amos's uh, down the South End. Uh, he's I haven't seen him before, but he's really well-regarded and... and um, you know, as a songwriter and performer, he's uh, alt country, outlaw country, whatever you want to call him. But uh, he's going to be there on the ninth, and then on uh, January eleventh, there's a new jazz club uptown, um, Middle Sea Jazz Club, which has been getting some good pub. Um, they're hosting uh, jazz's fish, uh, which is kind of what it sounds like. It's jazz takes on uh, fish songs, and then on uh, also on the eleventh, Unknown Hinson. 
and uh, Jason Moss are playing uh, the visualite. They're both kind of rockabilly uh, country shows. And uh, Unknown Henson's got a real um, cult loyal following. Uh, I have some friends that are into them, into Unknown Henson. So uh, I'm sure he'll get a good crowd at the Visualite. On uh, the 16th, uh, Disco Biscuits, who are uh, veterans of the jam band scene, they play electronic uh, bass kind of jam music. Uh, they're playing the Fillmore in town. And then on uh, the 17th and the 18th at the uh, Stage Door Theater and Club uh, Uptown, there's a John Coltrane uh, tribute series. So I'm a huge uh, Coltrane fan. So hoping to get up there for a good night of jazz on uh, one of those nights. And then on um, this, also on the 17th, Grace Potter, who's uh, up from up in New England, where I uh, hail from. She's from Vermont. Uh, she's playing the Fillmore in town. On uh, the 18th, uh, His Golden Messenger and uh, Lily Hyatt are playing um, the uh, Neighborhood Theater. I got to see Lily Hyatt uh, this summer, in, uh, or no, this fall, this fall in Greenville, and she was fantastic, so I'm sure that'll be a good show. Um, also on the 18th, Dead South, who's an Americana band. They're playing the Fillmore Underground in town. And then also on the 18th is uh, Hunger Girl, who's a local rock band. They're playing Snug Harbor on Plaza Midwood. And, uh, I've heard some of their music uh, online and on a local music radio show, and, and they sound really good. So um, I should be able to get out there on the 18th to uh, Snug Harbor and check them out finally. So I'm psyched to see them. And um, so that kind of, that was a quick run through, wasn't it? Since we only had one review. But uh, so that's the usual stuff of the review and, and what's coming up here in Charlotte for the next month or so. So I thought I'd add something else to the podcast because I knew I wouldn't have a lot of that stuff to talk about. And uh, since it's the holidays and some people take some time off around the holidays and some companies even shut down for that week between uh, Christmas and New Year's and some people are visiting family that maybe they don't want to spend all their time with. So I thought I'd, I'd cover some uh, documentaries that you can watch on on music. And... Um, there's just, it's kind of two venue, two mediums that I really enjoy. I love film and documentaries and I love music and there's a ton of really good documentaries to watch. I know, um, the popularity of Netflix and Amazon's really helped push documentaries as, um, more into the mainstream and stuff that people check out. So, uh, if you got some time over the holidays and want to check out some music documentaries, I'll, I'll run through a list for you. Um, the first one that I love is a documentary called Searching for Sugar Man. And it's a documentary about an artist out of Detroit who, uh, I think it was the late 60s, early 70s, he came out. And he had a couple hits and and just kind of shot on the scene real quick. And everybody thought he was going to be this genius and huge rock star. And the guy disappeared. You know, totally unplugged and, and got off the scene. And people didn't know, you know, where he went and what was going on. And, um, there was a, he had a fans in South Africa. He sold a ton of, ton of records in South Africa and these fans and this DJ in South Africa kind of kept his music alive, even though he didn't have new music coming out. And, um, he's to this day, you know, in the two thousands, he had, he had fans in South Africa, even though his music was, you know, 20, 30 years old. And these, um, a group of people in South Africa were able to track him down through his family and stuff. And, the magic of the internet. And, uh, they were able to get him to come to South Africa to play kind of some comeback shows and play for them. So, um, that 
along with the documentary turned into a lot of buzz around him. And uh, for a year or two afterwards, he played some, played quite a few festivals and uh, did some touring and stuff like that. And then he disappeared again and uh, went, went right away kind of as quickly as he came back. But uh, it's a great, great documentary and really neat story. And then um, this is really one of my top documentaries I love is um, it's called It Might Get Loud. And it's all about uh, guitars and, uh, you know, the, the force of guitars with rock music and all that. And it's three of my favorite guitarists. It's uh, Jimmy Page, um, The Edge uh, from U2 and, and Jack White. And, you know, they kind of focus on each guy individually. And then a good chunk of the, the film is just the three of them sitting around in a circle with their guitars, talking about music, talking about playing guitar and, you know, what their influences are, how they approach it, the technology they use, things like that. And one of my favorite things is um, The Edge and Jimmy Page kind of pestering Jack White about uh, Seven Nation Army and, you know, how he came up with it and how he played it. And and it seemed like uh, when I watched it that Jack was <laughs> a little bit flustered, you know, these two guitar legends, you know, quizzing him about his song and he's kind of showing him how to play it. It's a really, really cool part of the movie, but uh great film and, and a lot of fun to watch. And uh, kind of the neat thing about documentaries is, you know, you don't need to be a fan or a expert, you know, on the topic. If the documentary is well made, it's well made and you're going to enjoy it. And uh, a couple friends of mine that are big Rush fans told me to check out the documentary uh, Beyond the Lighted Stage and I was never a big Rush fan, you know, knew Tom Sawyer and, you know, their other hits, but never went to go see him live, you know, didn't own any of their stuff, anything like that. And uh, it was a wonderful documentary, you know, kind of about how they fought through, you know, growing up in Canada and being a band in Canada then getting over to the States and just touring relentlessly and recording and doing all they could to get their name out there and, and build their brand and stuff. And, you know, until a year or two ago, they were still touring and just have it rabidly uh, loyal fan base and and uh, you know even though they never really got respect to critics and things like that you know just kind of their fight in the music industry and it was a really great documentary and uh, really well done so that was a good one beyond the light stage on on rush and then uh, buena vista social club uh several years ago that was a big hit documentary uh it's about a group of musicians in cuba when uh, cuba was uh still embargoed you know from us and people weren't leaving cuba is about these wonderful jazz artists there that uh were free in the 60s you know before the revolutionary and and uh just the wonderful jazz music they had there you know afro-cuban music and all, and all that and a lot of really wonderful music came out of that and it got those musicians out there and even though most of them were older you know they got a chance to tour and play different countries and stuff and bring that music to the world which is just fantastic um, so that's a great one point of Vista social club. And then of course, being a, a deadhead, uh, got to have long strange trip on there, which was, um, done by Amazon. That's, um, I think it's three or four parts, but a great documentary and really well done. And they kind of go into, you know, they interview band members and, and, uh, roadies and managers, uh, things like that. You know, it wasn't the perfect documentary on the dead, but it was really well done. And it really kind of goes into how in some Deadheads may disagree with us or get angry at this, but kind of how the machinery of the dead really contributed to Jerry's health downfall and, you know, eventually his death. You know, just the touring they had to do to to keep the machine of the Grateful Dead organization going and keeping people employed and stuff like that is a really neat story and 
well done uh, documentary. And then um, the next one is uh, uh, Some Undone, uh, oh, I'm sorry, not Some Undone, Some Kind of Monster, the uh, documentary on Metallica. And that's another great documentary. I always liked Metallica. Um, never got to see them live, which everybody kicks me in the head for. It says they're fantastic live. But, um, you know, great uh, metal band and rock band. And the documentary uh, was kind of shot around the time they were fighting with Napster. And and um, it was also around the time James Hetfield was going through uh, some health and addiction issues. And uh, the lineup of the band changed. They brought a new bass player and stuff like that. And it's just a great documentary. Um, I would say that Lars, the drummer, Lars Ulrich, the, the drummer in Metallica, comes across as a jerk, <laughs> I thought, when I watched it. But it, it's a it's a neat documentary. And these guys that have been together for a long time and kind of, and they, you know, not like the dead, but massively popular band and trying to keep it going, you know, but, you know, facing issues and, and things like that. It, it was a great documentary. And then uh, another one that's kind of on the top of my list for music documentaries is Straight No Chaser, which is the story of uh, Thelonious Monk. Uh, the wonderful jazz pianist, um, kind of my favorite jazz musicians is Miles Davis, you know, on top by himself. And then, you know, I get into Charles Mingus and, and John Coltrane and, and, um, uh, I'm sorry, Coltrane, Charles Mingus and Thelonious Monk. I can get that out, but, uh, those are, are kind of my big four. And, um, you know, I always knew some of the issues that Thelonious Monk had, but the documentary was really wonderful. Chase kind of documenting his mental health issues and health issues in general. And despite being just an incredible genius and piano player and composer, you know, he just couldn't handle life. You know, he just had these really serious mental health issues. And they interview his family and bandmates and, and things like that. And uh, parts of it are really, really sad and hard to watch at times, but it's a really wonderful documentary. I hi- highly recommend Straight No Chaser. And then um, a couple of the classic documentaries of uh, rock are uh, Last Waltz, of course, the uh, final concert by the band and the breakup of the band. Um, you know, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. A lot of legendary uh, music people in it. Uh, Dylan's in it and uh, Clapton and, and Muddy Waters and just all sorts of, of people joined that last concert. And uh, it's really, really fantastic. Um, and then, of course, Gimme Shelter, which covers uh, the Altamont Festival out in California and the Stones and, and the horrible uh, deaths slash murders that happen around that. Uh, it was supposed to be the West Coast version of um, Woodstock and really kind of ended the uh, summer of love and peace uh, hippie rock movement that was going on. because it, it was so ugly. And then, of course, the Woodstock documentary. Uh, that's a classic as well. Um, I remember the first time I saw that, I was probably 11, 12, 13, something like that. and watched it with my parents on PBS. <laughs> I don't think my mom was entirely thrilled that uh, all the footage that they included in that movie. But uh, but it, it was really well done. And, of course, everyone knows about Woodstock and it just being one of the biggest events you know ever in, in uh, rock music in the States. And... Um, Another one, a documentary is a, a band I'm not necessarily a, a fan of, but was a wonderful documentary was uh, one on Wilco, uh, I'm Trying to Break Your Heart, and uh, covers the recording of an album and, and uh, kind of changing the lineup in the band. And Jeff Tweedy's the leader of Wilco, and uh, they're loved by so many 
critics and musicians and music fans. And I've never really gotten into Wilco, but the documentary was great. And um, kind of like Lars and uh, the Metallica doc, I don't think Jeff Tweedy came across the best in that documentary. But uh, that's my opinion. But it, it's a good one to watch. And then uh, two newer ones to, to round out the list were uh, Sound City, which was a documentary by um, Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, about the um, legendary music studio in L.A., where uh, just a ton of classic albums were uh, recorded. He interviewed all sorts of engineers and owners of the studio and bands that recorded there. And uh, he did a, a really, really good job with it. It was a, it was a real neat documentary. And then, of course, uh, the one I've mentioned a bunch of times on the podcast is the Ken Burns Country um, documentary that he did. goes uh, eight episodes. It's, uh, it's a workout. It's a lot to watch. But uh, I, I loved them all except for the last one. The last one was kind of in the 80s and 90s, kind of the um, Garth Brooks and uh, Reba and Shania Twain era, uh, which I wasn't really into country music at that time. But um the rest of the documentary is just amazing. He digs so deep into it and, and goes over so much and has so many wonderful um, artists interviewed during it and, and producers and, and industry people. And it just has so much amazing footage in it. It's just really, really great. And I watched it as it originally aired on PBS. And then of course, as PBS does, it repeats things pretty regularly. So if I'm flipping around and, I stumble upon the country doc. I definitely watch at least a half hour of it, if not an hour or, or the entire episode, just because I enjoy it so much. But uh, if you've seen any Ken Burns documentaries, you know, he's an amazing filmmaker. And um, that is, is uh, definitely a, a classic of his and just a ton of fun to watch for anyone that enjoys music or American history as well. There's a lot of historical things in there as well. So, um, that's it for this month. We did, uh, what I saw last month, what's coming up around the Charlotte area this month. And then, uh, to fill some of your time around the holidays, uh, gave you some documentaries to watch and, uh, hope some of you check them out. Cause there's a lot of good stuff out there to enjoy. So that'll wrap up, uh, episode nine for, uh, December or going to the show with tools. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for the feedback. I keep getting great ideas from people and people that want to come on and talk about stuff. I was out with some friends last week and saw a guy I hadn't seen in a while and was telling him I was doing the podcast. And he's like, dude, I'll come on. He's like, I got all sorts of stories. And, and, uh, so definitely, I'm going to have him on and, and work some different, um, conversations in that I want to have and, and, um, and get to having some, uh, you know, kind of group discussions and multiple people on. So, um, that'll be fun. And, um, Follow me on Instagram, uh, Don Tooley on Instagram, and I hashtag my concert picks, crap concert picks. Uh, and the George Porter one really was a crappy picture. Sometimes I get good ones, but the George Porter one was, was crap. <laughs> the stage was kind of real low, and I was in the back, and the lighting was bad, so it was a crap concert pick. It uh, fit the description. But uh, follow that so you can see where I am uh, checking out shows. So... That's it. So we've been uh, closing out with a song. So we'll do that this month. And since it's uh, Christmas time, I uh, picked a Christmas song. There, I know Christmas music gets slagged by a lot of people. And it seems like Mariah Carey is leading the pack now at this point for her song, which I happen to like. Um, but uh, I know people get sick of Christmas music. But to me, I love Christmas and I love Christmas music. Not all of it, but a good chunk of it. And um, there's just certain songs 
it's not Christmas time until I hear them on the radio or, or come across them. And, and, um, there's so many like that. And I just hear them and I just get a smile on my face and brings me back to a little kid and thinking of Santa and presents and stuff. And it's pretty cool. But, uh, so for this, this one, I picked uh, U2's uh, Christmas song. So we'll um, close on, close out on that. And uh, thanks everybody for listening and uh, come check it out next month and we'll let you know what's going on in Charlotte. Thanks everybody.